Hi, I'm Gavin Givanoni. I'm Professor of Neurology at uh, Barts and the London School of Medicine and Dentistry. And I'm talking to you today about the reason why you and your family should be taking uh, vitamin D supplements. One of the problems we've had is that we've always noted that people, not only with multiple sclerosis, but other autoimmune diseases and infections or other inflammatory disorders have low vitamin D levels. And the assumption is that because of the inflammatory response, the cells of the immune system consume vitamin D, lowering it in the peripheral blood. So this is what we would call a consumptive vitaminopathy. In other words, the levels are falsely low because of inflammation. And therefore, the, the link between low levels and MS is probably not real. And the theory is it's called reverse causation. Actually, the disease causes the low vitamin D levels. The only way to sort this out would be to do a clinical trial uh, and do a supplementation trial either in the general population or in high-risk individuals to see if vitamin D supplements reduces the incidence of MS. In other words, a vitamin D MS prevention trial. Now, the, the link between vitamin D and MS goes back, you know, you know, 50 plus years actually. It goes back to the observation of a latitudinal gradient and the further you're away from the equator, either north or south, the higher the incidence of MS. And it's strongly correlated to sunlight exposure, particularly ultraviolet B, which is the type of sunlight that the skin uses to synthesize vitamin D. And we now know from large epidemiological studies, in other words, studying MS in the population, that people who have low vitamin D levels, you know, in various uh, uh, databases and biobanks are at higher risk of getting MS in the future. Uh, and there is a hint uh, based on the uh, nurses study in the United States um, that people who took supplements of vitamin D routinely uh, as part of a dietary manipulation had lower risk of getting MS in the future. So there is the circumstantial evidence that taking vitamin D may prevent or lower your risk of uh, MS. The other indication is month of birth effect. So if you're born, uh, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, if you're born... Uh, uh, in the month of November, December, when your, when your, presumably when your mother was pregnant with you, uh, in the summer months, your vitamin D exposure in utero in the womb was higher. Therefore, your risk of MS is lower. And the converse happens if you're born in uh, March, uh, April, when it, when your mother was probably pregnant with you in uh, winter months and her vitamin D levels were low, your risk of MS is getting higher. And that differential between um, the seasons um, is about a 20% difference in risk, you know, between March, April, uh, and November, December, which is is is, is worrying. Other thing is uh, there are other clues that uh, vitamin D may uh, be involved in multiple sclerosis because in our genomes we have various variants in our genome that dictate what type of vitamin D levels we've got. It's usually got to do with the metabolism of vitamin D, and if we carry variants that give us low vitamin D levels, we're more likely to get MS. And this is what we would call whole genome association studies looking at these variations. And there's this um, technique of doing Mendelian randomization to see if these variants um, predict higher risk of MS than they do. And that suggests that vitamin D or low vitamin D levels may be causal, in other words, in the causal pathway of MS. So there's profound, compelling evidence why we should do a vitamin D supplementation. Well, the National MS Society actually held a international workshop, and this goes back to um, 
December 2011, and I was I attended and gave a talk at the workshop, and this was held in Chicago. And the overwhelming conclusion was at the end of the meeting that we as an MS community have to do an MS uh, vitamin D prevention trial. Sadly, nothing happened. You know, so we're talking now uh, 10 plus years since then, and we haven't started a vitamin D supplementation or vitamin D uh, 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 MS prevention trial. Now, the reason why this is quite topical because the studies just come out in the British Medical Journal showing in older people, these are people over the age of 50, 55, that just a pretty low-dose vitamin D supplement, 2,000 units a day, actually lowered um, the risk of second autoimmune or secondary autoimmune disease in an older population of patients. So these are um, older people, and what they did was is they had a much lower risk of getting a group of um, uh, diseases that potentially come on in old age, like rheumatoid arthritis, a condition called polymyalgia rheumatica, autoimmune thyroid disease, psoriasis, which is an autoimmune disease of the skin, and other autoimmune diseases. And the risk reduction was about 20% over a period of about five years. And uh, so if this so this is the first compelling evidence in one study showing that vitamin D supplement at a moderate level of 2,000 units reduces uh, uh, older onset uh, autoimmune disease. Now, could you imagine if this could be applied to a younger population preventing MS? In other words, one in five people uh, with multiple sclerosis could be prevented from getting the disease by taking low-dose vitamin D supplements. Now, I wish we could extrapolate this data uh, to a younger population, but we can't. Despite this, however, I think we can't ignore the evidence. And my appeal to you is if you do have children or siblings of people, or children or siblings, and you have MS, you should probably recommend they go on to supplements on the off chance that it may lower their risk of getting MS in the future. Um, the question is what dose? Um, I actually use uh, recommendations of the now defunct Vitamin D Council and the European uh, Food, Food Safety Authority's guidelines on safe vitamin D supplementation levels. Um, the Vitamin D Council was a group of wise researchers who were trying to overcome the resistance of the public health uh, officials to increasing the recommended daily allowance for vitamin D supplements. The current recommendation is essentially 400 units per day for most people. And if you're uh, older than 60 and at risk of getting uh, osteoporosis or thin bones, they're up to 800 units in some countries and other countries, 600 units. But anyway, the 400 to 800 unit uh, supplements as part of the recommended daily allowance is based on bone health and it comes from vitamin uh, D or cod liver oil uh, supplements back in the 1920s to 50s where they showed that at small doses of cod liver oil reduced the risk of rickets. And when you measure the amount of vitamin D in a teaspoon of cod liver oil, you come up with 400 units. And the vitamin D biology around bone health is well established. And I'm not saying uh, that's wrong, it's right. But since we know about bone health, the immune function of vitamin D it occurs at a, a level of or an order of magnitude higher. And so my recommendations are that if you're 10 years or older, you should be taking 4,000 international units a day. If you are between the ages of 2 and 10, 2,000 international units per day, and between 0 and 2, 600 international units per day. And this refers to the, the D3 type of vitamin, not the D2. Um, I mean, there's also a theory that by taking vitamin D, you impact on the natural history of MS. I'm not convinced of that. I mean, the trials have been uh, very short. They're not randomized or controlled. And I'm not convinced 
by taking vitamin D, you actually impact once you have MS on, in terms of outcomes. However, I would be uh, convinced if we did a proper randomized controlled trial with large enough numbers of patients to show that vitamin D supplements impacts on uh, MS outcomes. It may do because vitamin D is immunomodulatory and does affect immune function. However, I'm not recommending to people with established MS to take vitamin D supplements to treat their MS. I'm simply saying that in the current environment, knowing what we know about vitamin D and bone health, people with multiple sclerosis at much higher risk of getting osteopenia, which is thin bones, or osteoporosis, which is the disease with fractures due to thin bones. And therefore, you should be taking vitamin D supplements really as part of your bone health. I don't recommend taking vitamin D supplements in combination with calcium because that's the... Um, then you get the potential for getting high calcium levels. Most people get sufficient calcium in their diets, and you only need to take calcium supplements uh, if you've got uh, known osteopenia, thin bones, or osteoporosis. And then the uh, adjustment of vitamin D dose happens based on calcium levels, and you have to monitor them to make sure you don't develop excessively high calcium levels. So my recommendation is you should be on vitamin D supplements, higher dose than the recommended daily allowance, all your family and extended family should be on vitamin D supplements, higher than the recommended daily allowance, but you shouldn't be on calcium supplements. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, this particular newsletter and podcast because this is the first time I'm doing it around a research paper. Uh, the whole purpose of MSL for newsletters was about self-management. But because this research paper does have implications for you with MS and your family, I thought I should do it. And finally, I would encourage you to subscribe. You know, I'm looking to raise money. Um, I'm hoping uh, we'll get sufficient subscriptions to make this initiative self-funding. And the whole purpose of the uh, subscriptions is to uh, pay for a professional medical writer and a professional web designer to convert what's on the uh, MSLFI newsletters onto a curated, well-indexed uh, website. And also to develop a, um, a massive you know, open source online learning course so we can teach people with MS how to self-manage their disease. Thank you very much.